everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Let's go back to work, Florida. We did a great job flattening the curve, and the government's number one in not processing unemployment claims. We need to go back to work. Let's go. Let's do it. We flattened the curve, and at the same time, we flattened everyone's bank accounts. So now it's time to uh, now it's time to get off our keisters and get back to work. That's my that's what I'm doing uh, today. It's uh, 10 o'clock. Time to get back to work. Uh, here on the Mark K Show, 855-765-1045. Thanks so much for joining us, by the way. And there's so much going on today, I don't even know where to begin. I don't, it's one of those days where I'm like, God, what do we, there's so much to do. What do we, and then I'm like, ah, I, would, I, just, I get overwhelmed. And I'm like, I'm just going to go home and do nothing. But we've got, we've got the, the president uh, backtracking a little on Georgia and the Democrats trying to uh, call him out. Which it, and this is, this is an interesting story. With the, where uh, Donald Trump comes out, and we've got some audio we want to play from you from the task force briefing. But Donald Trump comes out and says he disagrees with Governor Kemp from Georgia now um, opening up all of these businesses. And the Democrats, instead of praising the president for being responsible, they they uh, jump on his back for for backtrack. That's not what you said yesterday. You said yesterday this, and now you're saying that you're a horrible person. When really you think they'd be like, hey. Thank God he's speaking, uh, you know, our language. Thank God he's joining our movement to keep everything shut down as long as possible. Now, that's not going to happen. Um, that's not going to happen. And and the reason is uh, they've announced something that, you know, they, they've announced a second wave of this. I don't know if, like I said, there's I'm going to be all over the place for a minute because there's so much going on. They've announced a second wave of this thing coming in the fall to correspond with the influenza that we that we get annual, the annual influenza outbreak. And they're doing that. This second wave is going to be worse. And I'll tell you why. It's going to be worse here in just a minute. And I'll tell you why you should not believe a word that you hear about this second wave. That's all coming up uh, before too long. Plus, what excited me the most, what excited me the most is that the uh, that the Democrats yesterday and they tried to make a move to basically what they wanted to do was they wanted it in the record. They wanted it in the congressional record that most of them are non-essential personnel. The Democrats yesterday, Nancy Pelosi and, and a lot of the Congress people, they tried to actually pass legislation deeming themselves non-essential personnel. But the Republicans wouldn't. But the Republicans put a stop to it. They said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. 
we are we are essential personnel. We're not going to let you do it because uh, because you guys are. T- and we'll, we'll like I said, we'll get into that story as well. Plus, we've got what the bleep today that's on the way. And uh, and later on this evening, I don't know if I told you this, but we have a special Mark K show eight to ten. We're going to be on the network again. Uh, WSB in Atlanta here in Jacksonville on 104.5 WOKV. So for those of you that are always clamoring. For more Mark K show, all of you that are always clamoring, you want to hear, you want to hear three hours a day or four hours a day. You get to hear four hours today, two hours now, and then two hours again, eight to ten during the uh, during the NFL draft. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys are <laughs> are following the NFL draft story, but apparently it's going to be a huge debacle. They've got 32 teams. They've got general managers and coaches for, from all these different teams. Then they've got all of the players that are going to be getting drafted. Then they've got Roger Goodell in his basement. They've got all these people. They're trying to put it all together. They did a dress rehearsal Monday night. 30 minutes in, there were massive glitches. They had to shut it all down. The general manager of the Seattle Seahawks had to, like, put holes in his wall and hire an IT guy who's camping out with him. They had to do all of that just to make sure that this thing doesn't get screwed up. And, of course, we don't even know if there's going to be a full football season anyway. Uh, but the draft is tonight. So we'll be watching that in the background. We'll be broadcasting live. We'll let you know if anything should happen. The uh, You know, here in Jacksonville, we've actually got a, a bunch of really decent picks. So uh, a lot of people are going to be hopefully excited to see <laughs> See, I was talking to a girl in the office, and she goes, are the Jaguars, What I mean, what's going to ha- even happen with them this year? Are they even a thing? And I looked at her, and I said, oh, the Jaguars, they're going to be great. They're going to be fantastic. And she goes, what are you, Donald Trump? <laughs> all, of a, all of a sudden, you're telling me something without, with no proof, with no background, nothing else. Just, oh, the Jaguars, they're going to be great. They're going to be fantastic. Everybody, so many people are saying it. So many people are saying they all believe that they're going to be doing a great job, and we're just very, you know, we're very happy for them. They're going to be great. They're gonna, it's a beautiful. It's gonna be a beautiful draft for the. It's gonna be a perfect draft for the Jaguars. Perfect, just Nobody's like nobody's seen a draft like this draft. Just this of all the drafts, and you know, and, and my administration is gonna make sure that this draft will be the best draft in the history of draft. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, so anyway, that's all. Like I said, that's all coming up later tonight. And then, so one more thing that I want to mention, and I actually may need your help with this. If you're watching on the stream or if you're listening, help help me out with this because. CNN is doing something on Saturday morning uh, with the characters and and Muppets from Sesame Street. Did you guys hear about this? No. You didn't hear about this? I, I had not. All right. Hannah heard about it because she watches Sesame Street. Uh, but basically, <laughs> so what what happens is they've gotten together with Sesame Street and they're doing they're doing a town hall, a CNN COVID nineteen town hall with Grover and Elmo. And I don't even know, but there's a, let me, let me play the promo here and then I'll tell you what I need help with. Hello everybody. Our friends from Sesame Street are coming to CNN for the ABCs of COVID-19, a special town hall for kids and parents. Submit your questions at CNN.com slash Sesame Street and watch Saturday morning at nine. Okay. Now I have nothing to do Saturday morning at nine. So I figure I'll sit down and I'll watch this thing, but listen to that last part. What they, this is the important part that I want you to pay attention to. Not the fact that CNN a somewhat reputable <laughs> news organization is teaming with Sesame Street for a COVID-19 uh, town hall. But listen to this last part. Submit your questions at CNN.com slash Sesame Street. Okay, submit your questions at CNN.com slash Sesame Street. I have a lot of questions for CNN, and I'm glad that they're giving me this opportunity to ask them. 
you know, for example, uh, I, one of the questions I want to know is, did Chris Cuomo get the coronavirus on purpose because he felt it would boost his ratings? Uh, well, another question is, how could you give Chris Cuomo a brand new contract just 12 hours after he got on TV and told everybody he hated what he did for a living and he was sick and tired of, quote, uh, peddling, I'm sorry, trafficking in the ridiculous? How could you give Chris Cuomo a brand new contract just hours, just hours after he told everybody in the world that the Democrats you bring on your channel are lying? That's a, those are just three questions that I have uh, for CNN. I'm sure there's a bunch more. Like there's, I'm sure there's a bunch more that I that I can't think of yet. I'm sure there's some great questions about Anderson Cooper. Um, you know, like for example, is and is Anderson Cooper the rudest person to ever interview a mayor of a major uh, the metropolitan area in the history of the world? Does Anderson Cooper, who is a multi-millionaire? Money he inherited, does he know how hard it is for the average Joe to go three months without working? Uh, you know, there, I mean, there's just a ton, a ton of great questions. Don, I haven't even gotten to the Don Lemon questions. If you can think of something, if you have a question for the Sesame Street CNN COVID-19 town hall, we, we can submit, you can submit them online at, wait, what was it? Submit your questions at CNN.com slash Sesame Street. All right, CNN.com slash Sesame Street. And they're supposedly, like, they will have them answered apparently on Saturday morning. So I'm going to submit a bunch of questions myself. If you can think of a good one, give us a buzz. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. Or you can leave us an open mic message at 104.5 WOKV. Uh, just go to the, just download the mobile app, 104.5 WOKV. And then what you can do is you can, uh, you can just leave us the open mic and we'll play it here on the air. We got to take a quick break. Got to take one quick break here. When we get back, we've got, uh, we've got more of your phone calls. We've got to get into this Donald Trump thing with Georgia. Oh, also, I totally forgot about Joe Biden. I totally forgot. I don't understand what Joe Biden's saying ever. So if there's any Democrats out there who understand this, we're going to get into that here. And just, like I said, we got a lot to do. Thank God. Thank God we got two shows today. 855-765-1045. This is the Marque Show. We'll be right back on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Mark K Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Fredo, you guys gotta stop calling me Chris Cuomo. It's embarrassing to my reputation, capiche? Yeah, I can think of some other things I'd like to go. <laughs> star, 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 one zero four five eight five five seven six five one zero four five. I'm not sure. I think Sanjay Gupta will be on the Sesame Street CNN town hall. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Chris Cuomo because, well, supposedly he has the coronavirus, and you don't want, you know, he don't want him passing that along to Big Bird or whatever. I mean, could you imagine if Big Bird died from the coronavirus because Chris Cuomo gave it to him during a CNN town hall meeting? That would just that you're never going to live that down. Uh, but Saturday morning, that's exactly what they're doing. Hello, everybody. Our friends from Sesame Street are coming to CNN for the ABCs of COVID-19, a special town hall for kids and parents. Submit your questions.
questions at CNN.com slash Sesame Street and watch Saturday morning at 9. I've submitted a bunch of questions over the break, by the way. I have to say uh, CNN.com slash Sesame Street. I asked a bunch of questions. Most of them were programming questions like how do you actually consider yourselves a news network? Uh, really, the only thing, the only thing about the cable news network that's accurate is that you're on cable. Um, you know, things like that. 855-765-1045. If you have a question that you want to, um, that you want to ask. And again, if you're watching with your children, I would definitely watch with your children. Don't just never. In fact, I think in some jurisdictions, it would be considered child abuse to just turn on CNN, sit your kid down in front of the TV and walk away. Um, you know, they're, they're, this is an organization that even though it's even though it's something as simple as the ABCs of COVID-19, you definitely know that they're going to try to get some kind of uh, biased messaging or some kind of, you know, a, a liberal undertones into the program. The other Josh doesn't believe me. He thinks that they wouldn't stoop that low. Or you were asking me, like, what kind of what am I worried about? That, yeah. With the what's, kids? what's the worst thing that could happen if it, if. Some puppets educate the the kids. First on of all, they're not puppets; they're Muppets. Muppets. Sorry. I like it to point out that's there's a move. So what is what's a Muppet? It's a marionette slash puppet. Oh, it's a Muppet. It's different than a puppet. Puppet, you stick your hand up and right, you just, right, right. Oh, so this the is, marionette is like with the, the this is a very, this is a Muppet. Uh, but oh. the, the, what I'm concerned with is that you know these Muppets that the children believe whatever they say because they watch them on Sesame Street or whatever. Now they're going to be talking about politics and and COVID nineteen. They like some kid is going to be like you know why when can I go back to school? I miss my friends. And Grover's going to be like, oh, great question, Jack. Uh, if President Trump had closed the border sooner and taken better action, you'd be back in school now. But because he dilly-dallied in the month of February, you will never see your friends again. Like, that's what I feel is going to happen. Really? I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like Come that's on. so extreme. I feel like absolutely that's going to happen. I think there's no chance one of the marionette No chance? No, no chance. chance one of the marionette puppets is going to have any it's kind not of like a way to lean. They're going to lean. They're not going to say, Mike Pence this and President Trump, unless no, it's a No, but fact. I think they might say, like, President, but not say President Trump, like, the president. Or I think they might even, like... I don't know. I think there's a 30% chance. They're going to say something like, you know, okay, here's another question, right? They're going to say something like, um, will, uh, you know, will I be able to see my grandmother again without, you know, accidentally killing her? Or is my grandma going to gonna get the COVID-19 and die? That's going to be a question, right? Killing her. And then all of a sudden you're going to have like uh, Oscar the Grouch go, well, you know what? Your grandma's going to die anyway, but probably she's going to die faster because President Trump isn't getting testing kits and he's not ordering the governors of states like Georgia and South Carolina to shut down and social distance. So, yeah, your granny's going to die and it's going to be Donald Trump's fault. If anything like that gets said at all, I will be amazed. You would be I think the Muppets are there for facts. The Muppets are there to give the kids like a explain it like I'm five version of how to avoid the coronavirus. I mean, with the stuff that Don Lemon says, like, do you really think it's that far? Right, but Don like, Lemon is not Grover. No, he's not, but it's still on CNN. I mean, Don, Gro- Grover's a lot smarter than Don Lemon. <laughs> be, I mean, right. Don't insult Grover. I mean, look, I give Grover the most credit. I don't know what Muppets are going to be there. I don't know what, what puppets from CNN are going to be there, but Grover's probably... You know, he's not going to be the one out there going, my president's a racist and a xenophobe. <laughs> That's not going to be him at all. Yeah, he's trying to stop you from turning the page for years back. Yeah. Uh, Elmo will probably make an appearance as well. Elmo I like because I think Elmo's a Republican because he's red. And I feel like, you know, from head to toe, all you need to do is throw Make America Great Again on Elmo's head. He's the perfect. He'd be the perfect Muppet. 855 765 
1045 is number 855-765-1045. We were going to get some of your phone calls, but we totally, we just talked about puppets for, or Muppets rather, for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, we'll get to, we got, we got Lou, we got John, Dean, Brian, Charles, every, if anyone has a question that they would like to ask, CNN, let us know what that is, and uh, we'll help you get it on there. Also, we have to talk about uh, President Trump in Georgia. We have to talk about Congress voting to make themselves non-essential. And also, Joe Biden, what the hell is that guy saying? Nobody seems to know. Nobody. Uh, more, all that and more coming up on the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Oh, great. CNN's not even hiding the fact that they're using puppets. Muppets, actually. Uh, Muppets are the one they're using. Everybody knows that. Although, I guess you, they, on CNN, they'd be puppets. which Because Muppets are marionettes and puppets. I had to explain that to the other Josh. Um, what CNN has are just pup. They're Democratic puppets. Oh, they're like duppets. That's what they are. Duppet? They're duppets. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. They're duppets and muppets. Uh, and that's going to be happening on CNN this Saturday morning. They're having a COVID-19 Sesame Street town hall. Hello, everybody. Our friends from Sesame Street are coming to CNN for the ABCs of COVID-19. I'm watching that, by the way. Saturday morning at 9 a.m., do not try to bother me because that's, I'm going to get my coffee and I'm going to sit down in front of the TV and I'm going to hit record and I'll bring you. So if you miss it, don't worry about it. I'll bring, we'll bring you the complete recap uh, coming up on Monday morning. 855-765-1045 is our number. By the way, there was some confusion on the stream, too, um, with the characters. Because the Muppets and Sesame Street are totally different. Like someone was like, oh, uh, we're talking about, like, uh, will Sam the Eagle be there? Or, you know, Statler and Waldorf, who are my favorite. But they're from the Muppet Show, which is different than Sesame Street. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, Waldorf, Kermit, the, the Kermit the Frog is Muppets. Yeah, Kermit, well, Kermit the Frog was both. He was Sesame Street. He was a crossover character. Oh, this is getting confusing. He was on Sesame Street, and he was a... But, like, Grover, for example, is Muppets. Scooter was on the... the uh, I'm sorry, Grover was Sesame Street. Yes, okay, Scooter good. was Muppets. Bunsen and Beaker, right? They're That's, also were the... Yeah, okay, we're, right? Oh, that guy, okay. Yeah. Well, yes, Bunsen, that is correct. That's the one. <laughs> I do all the voices. I was going to say, love. do you do all of them? Statler and Waldorf. I, I, they, in fact, I wish they had Statler and Waldorf at the CNN thing because they would be great, like in the corner just, uh, you know, kvetching about something like, uh, oh, I'm so happy to be here. At your age, you're happy to be anywhere. <laughs> you know, or sure, should we be here or we might get COVID-19? God, to be in this close to Anderson Cooper, I hope I do. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that would be really kind of great. 855-765-1045. All right, we're going to get to some of these phone calls because we've got a lot of people uh, that have been waiting very patiently. This is uh, John in St. Augustine. How you doing, John? Good, Mark. How about you? Absolutely great. Hey, Thanks so much hey, for asking. Hey, I, I, I got a question for you. Yeah. When you when you have somebody pulling your strings and telling you what to say, don't that make you a Muppet? That would mean Joe Biden, every time he's on TV or opens his mouth, he's really a Muppet. <laughs> You know, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because he. Listen, I want to. I wanted to bring this up earlier, but there's this new game we have to play. We have to come up with some segment called "What the hell is Joe Biden saying?" Because every day now, like for example, there was a new one. There was well, I, okay. I know you guys heard this one. This one was from last week. This is this was Joe. <laughs> this was Joe Biden on CNN. You know, there's a uh, during World War. Two, uh, you know, where Roosevelt came up with a thing uh, that, uh, you know, was totally different than a than the, the it's called he called the, you know, the World War Two. He had the war, the, the war production board. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're all familiar with that one, right? We all we still don't know what the hell he was trying to say, but we're familiar with it. Yep. Then there was this one from earlier this week. American business is realizing they've they've got a they got a price in the car that they have to have to price in the price of carbon in the way they're doing. They they want they are looking at their bottom line. They are like I mean, and then there was this one which I just found this morning. First of all, he has to uh, tell uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is. He's got to get in place things that were shortages of. <laughs> this, is, this is the guy that's running for president against President Trump. So, yeah, in a way, he does have a lot in common with with the Muppets, although when the Muppets speak, I can understand and I know what they're saying. So uh, we'll see what happens. 855-765-1045 uh, is our number. This is Dean on the south side. Hi, Dean. How are you? Hey, good morning. I just wanted to uh, get your opinion. I think the smart scientists in government and the private sector will get something as far as a treatment modality for the uh, coronavirus. But my concern is the politicians. I've been watching a fair amount of Tucker Carlson. Yeah. He's been exposing a lot of the backstory, you know, the connection to China and these politicians. I mean, he had one eye last night. A representative from Massachusetts was using the race card on this whole thing. And, and then, you know, AOC, she's, she's a given. But then listening to Biden, I mean, does that concern you where we're going forward? I mean, we've been through a lot of crisis. In our history, though, the Civil War, the Depression, sure. Vietnam, and, um, I mean, do you think we can go forward? I mean, do you just think our political ruling class is just so corrupt and just so uh, selling us out behind our backs we don't know if we can ever get out of this thing? Dean, that's a great question, and it leads right into something that I wanted to bring up, too, so I appreciate that. Uh, you're, you're right. We have been through a lot of stuff in this country. We've been through a lot of different uh, wars and, and, and crises, and there's been the threat of terrorism after 9-11. And there was, of course, the Cold War, I mean, where everyone – I mean, it used to be that kids nowadays, they have to stay and be homeschooled because they're afraid of dying from a virus. In our day, we had to, like, jump under our desks whenever the whistle would go off in the hallways because we thought the Russians were going to bomb us with nukes. So every generation has, like, you know, its thing, and we tend to move on from it. What I think is actually the silver lining on this whole coronavirus crisis is that people are starting to see exactly how the deep state or the left wing socialists or the the ruling elite or the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, whatever name you have for this just amalgamous group of people in, in total control who will spend any amount of money and tell any amount of lies to get more power into their into their coffers. If, if any if, if you doubt their existence, you can no longer doubt their existence after this coronavirus uh, scare. And something happened yesterday that let, that seals the deal for me. Because over the last week or two, we've started to see the numbers kind of, you know, they, they've simmered down. We're at 45,000 deaths instead of 2 million deaths. New York City is starting to see the curve get flattened. They're opening the beaches in Florida. They're opening the hair salons and the bowling alleys and the tattoo parlors in Georgia. Uh, Las Vegas wants to reopen. People are starting to make plans for June and July. We're starting to see more testing. We're starting to see that we're not running out of ventilators and that we're not running out of hospital beds and that we can kind of seem to put, you know, we can we can manage this and that we should really start talking about opening America back up. And that's something that scares the hell out of the deep state because they like keeping people in poverty. They like taking power over people. They like telling people you can't stay home. You can't go to the gun store and buy a gun. You can't speak out. You can't even push your kid in a swing without fear of getting arrested. They like to have the power and the control and the money. 
the money, the control that they get by writing you a check for $1,200 by saying, you can't work, but you know what we're going to do since we're great? We're going to give you $1,200. And then, you know what? If you continue not to work and you just stay home and let us have control over you, we're then going to give you $2,000 a month until we say it's over. America's fighting back over that. America is not standing for that. Americans are taking control. They want their country back. They want to go back to work, and it's going to happen. And even Donald Trump, the president of the United States, public enemy number one at the, uh, you know, for the Illuminati, they are. Donald Trump is out there planning rallies. He's planning to hit the road and go see the people because, yes, there's still a campaign in November. And so yesterday, yesterday, the talk exploded about the second wave of the coronavirus, the second wave of the coronavirus, which is scheduled when this fall, October, November, corresponding directly with election season. And why is this second wave going to be so bad? There, I mean, the, uh, the, the big thing they're telling you is the second wave is going to be even deadlier than the first. Why is that? Because the first one wasn't as deadly as they thought it would be. The first wave of the coronavirus did not scare anybody as much as they thought it would. Sure, some people are petrified with fear. Some people still won't leave their houses till July. Some people will never go on a cruise ship again. Some people will take will take uh, hand sanitizer baths three times a day, no matter whether they've left the house or not. But it did not scare as many people enough to the point where they're not ready to bounce back. And that's why I believe yesterday you started to hear talk of this second wave coming in the fall right around election time. This second wave is going to be even deadlier. It's going to be even worse. It's going to correspond with flu season. And, man, if you thought this was bad, if you if you skipped the primary election because you're an old Republican and you were afraid of getting uh, getting this disease that could kill you, then you definitely are not going to want to go vote for Donald Trump in November because the second wave is going to be dead. You're just going to if you breathe in this second wave of the virus, you're just going to explode right there on the street. That's the way they're making it sound. And the reason is because this first wave wasn't nearly as bad as they hoped it would be. It wasn't nearly as bad to turn Americans against their constitution against capitalism, and most importantly, against their duly elected president. And you know the motto of the Democratic Party, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. We're probably going to have a third and a fourth wave if Donald Trump wins the election, I'm telling you. 855-765-1045, the 19th wave of corona, the 19th wave is going to be the worst one. We got to get rid of the president. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, great question. More on the Mark K shows on the way. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app. And he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K show on 104.5 WOKV. Jacksonville's news and talk. So my question is, is CNN more scared of a second wave of the coronavirus or a second term for Donald Trump? Oh, a second term for Donald Trump, 100%. That's why they're inventing the second wave of the coronavirus to cover it up. They want they want people to stay. There will be a second wave um, all over CNN in November, no matter what, even if there is or isn't. That's all you're going to hear about because they don't want people. Go, they want people to vote by mail so they can control that. Or they want people to uh, they want people to just stay home. And they want people to, be able to just stay home. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. This is David on the west side. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, good, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, my question was about the Sesame Street Town Hall. Do you think the CNN reporters will be asking the count 
that he has any concern about all the bats that he hangs out with. You know, some of the other residents, so Sesame Street, I find that to be dangerous and irresponsible behavior. <laughs> That's a, yeah, the cat, he does. He always has bats flying. One, one coronavirus bat. Uh, 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 uh. That's a good one. That's a great question. We're going <laughs> to, I have stopped hanging out with bats now because of the coronavirus. Now I hang out with rats. Uh, 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 uh. Which I know how he feels. 855-765-1045. Charles in Jacksonville, how are you? I'm doing good, sir. How are you doing today? Oh, doing great, Charles. What do you uh, What do you think? What do you want to say today, sir? Man, I'm hearing a rumor that like uh, a lot of people are probably dying of, of heart attacks or other things other than the virus. And that the coroners are putting the coronavirus on there because somebody's getting paid to do that. Have you heard anything like that before? Uh, you know what? I've heard of that. I don't have any hard evidence. I have heard that as a uh, as a you know as a tale. That yeah, what happens is apparently apparently states get reimbursed for coronavirus deaths or medical expenses that come about with the coronavirus. And yes, there are there are theories or there are rumors that um, coroners or counties that don't have the money have just been taking heart attack victims and, you know, saying, hey, coronavirus death. And that way they get more money, which also inflates the, the number of dead. Again, I don't I don't you know, we don't do investigative journalism here. We basically uh, you know, we basically just shoot the breeze. So um, but if, if you have any proof of that or if you've seen any proof of that, please let us know. Eight, five, five. Seven six five one zero four five is the number. Eileen in Jacksonville. How are you, Eileen? Hey, I'm fine. I didn't expect to be um, picked up so quickly. I've been doing my arm exercises. Um, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I'm starting to think there's a conspiracy here. Yeah, yeah I really think so. do. I'm a senior citizen. Yeah. I got off of a, a cruise May uh, March the fifth. Right. We isolated herself because my daughter insisted on it we are fine but i'm exercising i'm taking care of mind body and spirit yeah that's, that's great to do this is ridiculous what kind of arm exercises are you doing you're doing like 12 ounce curls oh, or <laughs> two pound weights we what we learned at the y we used to go to the y every day yeah. and dance three times a week with another group yeah and so i'm doing it at home i miss my group but I'm doing it. Well, we have to have the discipline. I, you absolutely do, Eileen, and I appreciate that. And I think you know what? And here's there's an old uh, there's that old uh, what is it? What does not kill me makes me stronger. Cliche? Yeah, or I guess it's a quote. You know, Sayism? Yeah, uh, pl- platitude. I don't mm. even know what it. But uh, but either what does not kill me makes me stronger. And a lot of people they're going to come out of this stronger. They're going to come out of it. They're going to have more self control. They're going to be more disciplined. Like she said, she's forced to teach her kids discipline. We're forced to teach our kids discipline because they're working at school now. There's no one hovering over their shoulder. I eight five five seven six five one zero four five. And some are going to do great, and some won't. This is Lou in Middleburg. Hi, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, just you kind of talked about what I already wanted to say. You know, you have ALC who yesterday was out there saying basically that you know she believes that it's bad for people to go back to work because that's not not liberty. Determining your own your own destiny by going out earning your own money, not relying on the government, is bad. Yeah, and that people can't, she doesn't understand why people don't why people see going back to work. And you know, working for a, uh, working for a living and not having the government determine their destiny, determine their liberty, is the is the wrong thing. And and you know, she's the the, the now you know proclaimed you know spokesperson of the of the left, and uh, she basically 
you know, spoken the truth. That this is what they believe, that people determining their own destiny is bad. Yeah, absolutely. And AOC, I mean, don't forget, she is a congresswoman. So she definitely does not want to work for a living. I mean, she's she's like, look, let the government take care of you. That's what I do. Why would you want to work? I, I used to work. I used to be a bartender. I had to go out and work for tips. And I was only paid a certain amount based on how much work I put in. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? If I worked 12 hours a day and if I was good at my job, I would get paid more. But if I called in sick or if I if I left early or if I was if I had bad customer service, I didn't get as much tip money in the tip jar or I didn't make as much money. I was actually I actually had to do more work to make more money. Isn't that awful? So you know what I decided to do? I decided to run for Congress. And now I haven't I haven't worked in months and I'm still getting paid. And I'm getting book deals and this and that. And all I do is hang out on Twitter, making fun of making fun of the president. And this is great. I think nobody should work. That's AOC's uh, that's AOC's um, agenda going forward. And in fact, she thinks that it's bad that people want to. This is the new divide in America. It's no longer rich, poor, black, white, Democrat, Republican. It's work or stay home. That's where the that's going to be the next civil war. You people at work are putting our lives in danger. How? You guys are all sitting at home. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got to get, well, you know what? I'm, I want to talk about Congress in just a minute because they did something yesterday, which I couldn't believe they tried to do. Luckily, they failed. I mean, they fail at everything. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. So AOC says say no to going back to work, working 70-hour weeks. Well, hey, Alexandra, if nobody goes back to work, who's going to pay for what? And who's going to pay your salary? Yeah, if you don't look, if there's no taxes, there's no money for uh, for the Congress. 855-765-1045. By the way, we do have What the Bleep coming up here in just a little while. We're going to be playing What the Bleep today. We have no prizes. We have no way of getting you a prize. You have nothing to win. But it's still a fun game, and we really look forward to it every single week. I love how well you tease that. <laughs> oh, you think? You know, you know we're, you're going to get nothing, but we're going to make you feel really good about it. Of course. It. Yeah. Uh, also, later tonight, 8 to 10, we will be back for a special edition of the Marque Show. Not just here, but I believe WSB and Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm not sure whether it's always iffy. We're not really sure who likes us which day of the week. But if other radio stations like us, they're more than welcome to pick us up. And we will be live streaming that as well. So you get a, a double dose of the Marquee Show today, 8 p.m. right here on 104.5 WOKV. And Rich Jones just popped his head up here in just uh, just a minute ago. He popped up like one of those uh, moles in the whack-a-mole game. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing down there? But he said uh, that there's going to be a press conference with uh, Mayor Lenny Curry. He's got some information about loans and things like that, uh, small business relief. And actually, not just small business, but uh, anyone, really, um, any workers that need relief. He's got info about that coming up here at 12 o'clock. In the meantime, we are going to get back to the phones, 855-765-1045. And we are, uh, we're going to continue to talk about, you know, all the horrible things that Congress is trying to do and uh, how they're bashing the president and, um, you know, what the governors are doing, if it's Good to open up if it's too soon. Brian's in Minnesota. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Oh, good morning. Hey, I, I was just kind of streaming earlier this morning, and I ran across a, a, a thing on Fox that they're um, really bashing the South Dakota governor for keeping hers open. And it, it's just kind of funny how, you know, she was saying that 
that pork plant that, that got all inundated was essential workers. So either way, it would have gotten yeah that gotten all infected, even if they shut the state down. And and it's funny that you know Fox isn't you know picking on her. It's all these other you know they're like pack of wolves. All these other um, yeah. Know, Christy uh, Christy Gnome's her name. Her name's Governor Gnome. She's uh she's a I'll be honest with you. She kind of reminds me of Sarah Palin a little bit. She's a strong a she's a strong woman. She's a Republican woman. She's conservative. She's well spoken. She knows what she's doing, and she's much loved in South Dakota. Plus, she's not afraid to question any of these. Uh, you know, anti-constitutional stay-at-home decrees that all these other governors are throwing down like it's like it's, you know, candy at a parade. I mean, she's basically standing up for the Constitution and standing up for the rights and liberties of her citizens, which is what you're supposed to do as a governor. So, of course, a CNN and the rest of the uh, the left-leaning media, they all hate her. Plus, she has appeared several times on the Sean Hannity show. And I mean, if you want to if you want to paint a big red target on your back as a Republican, you just go on the Sean Hannity show and all of a sudden you are you are uh, you are basically public enemy um, number one. But her state is open and her state has not really suffered for it. Her state has been doing fine. Um, she's been she's been one of the few governors to to. And look, look at Ron DeSantis, you know, Ron DeSantis, same thing. Republican governor, friend of the president, uh, red state. Did not close down the state as quickly as everyone else did. Has been mitigating uh, fairly well and also maintaining civil liberties. Chose with the mayor Lenny Curry and the mayor of our beaches to reopen the beaches, and everything is going fine. Everything is going here in Duval County. Think about this: in Duval County, one of the most populated counties in the state, we have almost a million people living in Duval, and we have fewer than a thousand cases. A thousand cases. That's not that's not deaths. That's not hospitalizations. We're not even at a thousand cases in Duval County yet. We're at nine hundred. I mean, there's something like like two deaths for every one hundred thousand people that live in this county. And statewide in Florida, it's only four in New York. It's something ridiculous, like seventy nine. And look who the governor is, a Democrat, a prominent Democrat, a well-known Democrat. Same thing with Michigan. Same thing with California. Same thing with Washington State. Same thing with New Jersey. It's the same thing over and over again. You have Republican governors across the country who are keeping their states open, who aren't stomping on their individual, on the individual rights of their constituents, who are not just, you know, blowing their nose with the Constitution, and who are also keeping this virus at bay and keeping the death toll down. And the Democrats can't stand it. They just can't stand it. 855-765-1045. Thanks so much for the call. A great point. Um, This is, let's see, who's been waiting very patiently? Jennifer in South Carolina. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi. How are you doing today? Doing really well. What part of South Carolina are you in? I am in Johnston, South Carolina, for about 45 minutes away from Augusta. Okay, great. Oh, great. And uh, what do you think about your state opening back up? I think it's fine. You think it's fine? I don't see a problem with it. We've had very few COVID deaths, and I don't see a problem with it. All right. All right. Just checking because I know a lot of people, again, your governor as well, getting getting, uh, lambasted all the time, and and Governor Kemp in Georgia. What did you want to call about today, Jennifer? I wanted to let you know that I sold PPE to um, hospitals and stuff like that, even private citizens. Sure. And the PPP... The PPE shortage is a myth. The PPE, tell, everyone what, tell everyone what PPE is for those that don't know. 
personal protective equipment. Right. It's the masks, the gloves, and everything like that. Right. So I you're... can get masks, I can get gloves, I can get gowns, even the reusable ones. Okay. Can you get, like, uh, Clorox wipes and Lysol spray? Because I can't get any of that stuff. I can't get Clorox. Clorox wipes or Lysol spray, but I can get hand sanitizer. Yeah, see, we have hand. Here's what I don't understand, Jennifer, or maybe you could explain it to us. And every time I turn around, they're telling me to wash my hands, wear a mask, disinfect. They're telling me to wipe everything down at work. They're like, make sure you use the wipes to disinfect everything. Make sure you spray everything with Lysol so that you kill the germs. But you can't go to a store and find the stuff anywhere. And if you go on Amazon, they say this is reserved for first responders and hospitals. I mean, every single mm -hmm. Clorox wipe in the country is now going to the hospital, yet they keep telling us to disinfect stuff at home. So how am I supposed to do that if I can't even get the stuff? I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. Thank you. By the way, you mean that's the big that's what everyone tells me. Every, I get the same answer from everywhere. I'm like, look, you want me to stay. Wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be better? Think about this. If we want to really mitigate this disease, why are we shipping everything to the hospitals which were, which are not overrun with COVID-19 patients? Why are they getting every single Clorox wipe, every single bottle of Lysol spray, all the stuff that we need on a daily basis to keep uh, those of us that are out there walking around the grocery stores, those of us that are out there still going to work, those of us that are out there coming in contact with each other, sure, we'll wear the masks and the gloves when we need to, but what we really need are the Clorox wipes and the Lysol spray, and they ain't any. Can't get any masks either. you got to make them or have one of your listeners make them and mail them to you. That's what we do. And so now I'm thinking to myself, instead of another stimulus package, Instead of another stimulus package, you know what I want? I would like a care package with a bottle of Lysol wipes or Clorox wipes. I don't care what scent. I'd like a bottle of Lysol spray that I can spray on my stuff to make sure that, you know, when someone coughs, I can just spray it in their face. I think that's what, and we should get like one mask per person. That's what we need. We don't need $1,200 again. We need a box of cleaning supplies because they're all being hoarded by the hospitals. And as we see, I just don't think the hospitals need all this stuff. And those of us that are there's like, stay safe, keep your family safe. How what am, I, what am I supposed to how am I supposed to kill these diseases? Am I supposed am I supposed to take like a like a, a bottle of hairspray and a lighter and just blowtorch my counter every day? Every I killed everything. I almost burned the house down, but at least we don't die of the coronavirus. Eight five five seven six five one of that's just a thought. If there's anyone in politics watching or listening to this show, don't send us more money. Put some Lysol wipes and some Clorox stuff in a box, bottle of hand sanitizer and some masks, and send that to every American. Because according to you, that's the stuff we need anyway. And nobody can find it. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque shows on the way. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. He's entertaining, informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Marque show on 104.5 WOKV. Jacksonville's news and talk. Back in February, when there were so few cases of COVID, do you really think you blue creatures would have gone for President Trump shutting down the whole country? Go eat your snickerdoodles. 
<laughs> Thanks for. I was like, I'm now. You know what? Now I'm really excited about this Sesame Street thing that they're doing with uh, with C. I didn't think CNN could get more juvenile, but uh, they they definitely figured out a way to do it. Hello, everybody. Our friends from Sesame Street are coming to CNN for the ABCs of COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, star Star one zero four five or eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Robert in Arizona. Robert, hey, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good. Oh, good. We're here, too. Uh, what's up, man? What do you want to uh, say, sir? Uh, just, I'm, I'm just saying you guys are great. You make me laugh every day. Oh, well, that, well we appreciate that. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Well, you, know, it's, it, you guys are great because you just break all the monotony of all the bull crap going on out there. Yeah. That's our job, really, is yeah. just to remind people of all the bull crap out there. And, uh, <laughs> you guys, I like you guys about the restaurants and stuff. That's pretty cool too. Well, Robert, listen, so, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much for watching in Arizona. Thanks for listening to the show and thanks for calling in. We really, we really appreciate that. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number if you're trying to get through. This is Tim in Jacksonville. Hi, Tim. How are you? Oh, all right, Mark. I'm glad I got a hold of you. Me too. Me listen, too. Now, listen, buddy. I yeah. don't understand why these. Everybody doesn't realize the virus dies outside. I mean, you are way safer outside than inside. You mean outside? I don't understand. You mean outside the outside, house? Literally outdoors. Yeah. I'm talking outdoors. I mean, I learned that in sixth grade. Viruses die outside. I mean, I don't understand why, you know, you could have open-air restaurants. You know, people could just, you could generally come outside and do whatever you want. I mean, I'd rather be in a stadium and, and 50,000 people a foot away than in family dollar six foot away with a mask on inside a contaminated building yeah outside viruses die i don't know why nobody researches that it's called open air factor you, well and I mean, you're right about that too and and i hear that you know viruses need cool moist places to live and uh, well, i'm sorry cool dry places to live and there's nowhere hotter and moister than the state of florida so oh, yeah, I, I mean, that's one of the reasons I think why when you look at where I mean when you look at where most of the deaths are and most of the cases they're in the cooler climates they're in the drier climates it's not humid in New York City. Um, yeah, but even that is it, all those factors are inside. If you bring them outside, yeah. I mean literally outdoors. I'm not talking about the climate or you know like right. cause, yeah because you're gonna have it in Brazil because the people in Brazil are inside buildings. But it, I, I just don't understand why nobody's realized. That outside is pretty much safe. So we we should let everybody go back to the park and let everybody go back to the beach because that's where they're actually that's where they're actually safer. That's a great point. I mean, look, Anderson Cooper yesterday on CNN, and I and I didn't pull this audio because we had so much other stuff going on. But maybe for tonight's show, we'll delve into this thing with Anderson Cooper and the mayor of Las Vegas because it's all over everywhere and people are calling her a kook. And they, what they're not saying, this guy, by the way, is unbelievable. I don't know how he calls himself a news reporter. He is one of the rudest, most ridiculous people to ever at interview any public figure, politician, mayor, governor, president, whatever. Um, but they, but it, it's a laughable interview on, on both sides of the aisle. And, and the point that they're trying to make is casinos and restaurants share the same air conditioning vents, and that's how viruses are spread. Um, so maybe we move everything outside. Maybe we start playing poker outside. You know, maybe we bring the slot machines outside. Maybe any, any and all indoor, maybe lawn bowling instead of just bowling. Maybe you can get a haircut or a manicure or a pedicure, but you have to do it outside in the parking lot instead of in the actual building. 855 765 uh, one zero four five is our number. This is Chris in Michigan. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good. How are you? Oh, we're doing great, Chris. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, what do you want to say today, Chris? 
Well, uh, I was wondering, okay, AOC is basically encouraging people not to go back to work. I think they shouldn't. Do you think there will be a financial provision for people who say, listen, you know, I don't feel safe, uh, I, I'm choosing to stay home longer, even though their businesses open up. Do you think there will be something for those people? Because that will be just an incentive for people not to go back to work. So I see what you're saying. Like, if people are like, hey, I'm too scared to go to work, and then they lose their jobs, do you think that they'll be able to, to petition right. for some kind of, like, safety payment or something? Right. Look, there may be. I mean, they're basically paying people to stay home now. Yeah. So why wouldn't somebody want to continue to stay home? I mean, I don't. I work from home anyway. But, you know, they're just incentivizing people to stay home. Yeah. Now. No, I mean, look, I don't want to stay home either because my kids are there 24-7 now. Yeah. So, you know, it's great to get out of the house. I understand. I feel your pain. I know what you're saying. Uh, I feel bad for my wife. You know, sometimes she's like, can I go to your show today? I'm like, mm, maybe not. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, but, but it's a great point. I look at this a lot like the the Obama. You know, everyone with Obama, they were all they were all looking for hope and change. And they voted for Obama because they wanted their free phones and he was going to give you free health care. And they just want to free free everything. And then Obama came in and the economy got depleted and we started having to lay people off. And I know particularly of one business owner who told me himself, I had to lay off 12 employees and it tore me up inside. And I was like, God, how am I going to how am I going to figure out which of my employees that I'm going to lay off? And he goes, I was walking through the parking lot one day. I started seeing the, all these Obama stickers on all these cars. And I thought to myself, oh, now I know who I'm going to lay off. You wanted your hope and change. Here it is. I feel like this could be something similar. He didn't want to come to work. Well, guess what? We got to lay some people off. Why don't you just stay home permanently? 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your calls coming up on the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. 855-765-1045. On the way here in just a minute, we're going to play some what the bleep. Good round of what the bleep today, too. And uh, don't forget, set your Alexas or your Google Homes or your Series or all of them to make sure that at 8 p.m. tonight, uh, you're tuned into the Marque Show second broadcast. It's the uh, special network edition. We're going to be across the country from sea to shining sea. Well, we're going to be in like three states. So maybe not all, not maybe not, yeah, well, it's fine. Eight five five seven. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. By the way, since I'm at home and the last break of the second show is like at nine forty five, right? We do what's called the wine break. Oh. And basically, what I do is complain a lot. No, <laughs> no. W i n e. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> it's the wine. The rest of the show is the w h i n e break. But the last one is the wine break. And what happens is during the last commercial break, I go to the kitchen. I pour a glass of wine. Everybody on the stream or listening at home pours oh. some wine. And we come back. And so the last break really is just basically the show's over. I'm winding down. We're going to have some drinks. And it's a, it's a lot of fun if you've never actually. A little bit of Mark After Dark. Yeah, yeah. if you want to do that. that Mark sounds, After Dark. That sounds really dirty, though. I don't know what you think. <laughs> uh, Bob in Palm Coast. How you doing, Bob? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. I'm doing fine, Mark. Thank you. Oh, um, good. Taking off my tinfoil hat for a moment, yeah. um, a lot of conspiracy theories. The interesting thing to me is the fact that there was a clause written into the U.S.-China trade deal, which raises a lot of eyebrows because of the fact that China would be released from this trade deal if there was, uh, I'll read it from foreignpolicy.com. Oh, yeah, please do. In the event, 
in the event that a natural disaster or other unforeseeable event postpones the ability of either party to verify that the clauses are being met. Um, it's just curious that they would have that clause written into a trade deal uh, when just hours or m maybe days later this virus supposedly escaped from a lab right there in near Wuhan, in Wuhan. Yeah. First of all, are you sure you took off your tinfoil hat? Because it doesn't sound like you did. I'm going to be honest with you. No, no. It's, it's hanging off my mask. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, and I've heard, I've heard a lot about that, that China was, number one, upset with Trump's trade deal, was upset that we had this president that was finally not letting them just take economic advantage of us, uh, you know, without stepping up and saying, hey, you can't do that. And I had heard that thing about this clause. Now, again, I don't know. It seems really quick like it's almost like the ink dried on this thing and then they're like okay release the virus we yeah. got to get out of this thing right yeah. away um i don't know look i don't put anything past china people are like oh no one would china is not like yeah we like the you know you know it's fun and we like everyone likes panda bears and mulan's a great movie and all that kind of stuff but china the way it's run is closer to a a north korea or a cuba i mean it's a dictatorial communist state and they will do whatever they can to maintain their power in the regime, they will do whatever they can to keep a lid on their – they're very secretive, they're very powerful, they're very demanding, they're rich, and they and they they can get what they want. And I wouldn't put That's anything true. past them. I, again, I've no – I've heard what, about what you're talking about. I have no proof either way. Um, it is a theory that I'm familiar with, but like I said, I believe anything until proven otherwise, except – that Joe Biden could actually be president of the United States. That's something that's something I totally refuse to believe. First of all, he has to uh, tell uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is he's got to get in place things that were shortages of. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. That guy. American business is realizing they've, they've got a they got a price in the car. They, they have to price in the price of carbon. In the way they're done, they they want they are looking at their bottom line. Yeah. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. What's the definition of eternity? Ask Joe Biden to explain anything to you. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Eric in Massachusetts. Hi, Eric. How are you? Mark, how you doing, man? It's great to great to talk to you. Oh, you too. Huge fan, huge fan. I just want to say, you know, real quick before I get into my question, you just played that clip of uh, Joe Biden that I heard, and then, uh, I have to be honest. After listening to Joe Biden, I would rather listen to AOC. And that's, oh, that's a, a lot. That's a tough call, yeah. <laughs> that is a tough call. Yeah. But um, my question is, I, I, I haven't been able to verify this yet, but sure. from what I've heard, there was the first case of the coronavirus uh, left Wuhan on January 15th to the United States. And then January 16th, Speaker Pelosi signed the articles of impeachment that she delayed for absolutely no explainable reason. Do you think it's possible that the Democrats intentionally withheld those impeachments to tie up our government and our media and everybody else with this whole impeachment scam to allow this virus to tank this economy that has been doing amazing under this president? Yeah, well, I mean, that, and Eric, that's a great point, too. And, I, and I've heard uh, people Welcome to the NFL. Yeah, like, what? Sorry. <laughs> scared that. Okay. Sorry, that scared the hell out of me. It was Roger Goodell. <laughs> uh, look, I've heard a little bit about that, too. Why did Nancy Pelosi... Hold up the articles of impeachment. Why was it timed out that way? And and there and then, is there is something we never got an answer on that or an answer that we actually believed. 
And you're right. And I don't think we'll get an honest answer. No, I mean, of course not. Of course not. It's, but, a comma, it's, it's the Democratic Party of China. Yeah, it's really I mean, look, they they're never in it for anything that isn't, you know, their own the, to their own benefit. So so anything that makes Donald Trump look bad, I think even if it is even if it is a, a bad thing for the country, I mean, they're about themselves first party first. Yeah, the country is probably third or fourth down the list, but it's always it's always person, party and then everything else behind that. Uh, when you're a Democrat, when you're a Republican, it's totally different. I mean, the country, America is number one. Really, it's probably your city, your state, your country, your gods in there somewhere, your guns, you know, or you pop those in there. But it's a, it's a different, it's a different mindset. I don't understand it. I don't understand how people can rule that way. Um, you know, yesterday, for example, a great example, and we didn't, we, I neglected to mention this earlier, but the uh, Nancy Pelosi wanted to come up with legislation. She wanted to come up with a measure which would allow the members of the House of Representatives to vote by proxy from home. Now, for over 200 and what, 50 years, we've never done that. That's not the Constitution. You've got to be there. You've got to be there to vote. And if you're sick, if you're detained, if you miss your flight, if you're dead, guess what? You don't get to vote. You've got to be there to vote. And now, because of the coronavirus, Nancy Pelosi, who is who is locked up at her house in San Francisco, and you can see she's in front of her, really, everyone always talks about how beautiful her kitchen is, and she's standing in front of the refrigerator. She wants her members to stay at home and vote from home. She wants them to be able to zoom in their vote. And this is something, luckily, the Republicans were able to shut this down quickly. But this is how little regard they have for the Constitution of the United States of America. This is how little regard they have for all of our all of our, our political and diplomatic history. This is how how little regard they have for the system of capitalism that we have had in place since our inception. They just said, oh, you know what, we're just going to Zoom call in our votes now. And the Republicans are like, oh, hell no. But what that really says about the Democrats is that they deem themselves non-essential because who still goes to work? Essential personnel who still shows up every day at their office. Essential personnel. If you're if you're at home and you're working remotely or you can do your job with email, if you don't have to be in your building, you're non-essential. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying you're not essential to the operation of your business. You don't have to physically be there. You can do your job from anywhere. And we've got a ton of those people here at the radio station. I'm not one of them. That's why I'm here every day. But they, but what Nancy Pelosi was basically doing was she's like, look, we uh, want to be non-essential. We want to be able to work from home. You can't do that when you're a congressperson. You've got to get in there and you've got to vote and you've got to debate and you've got to take risks. And if a construction worker who's who's building a skyscraper in New York City with a crane that could fall over at any time has taken a risk or a doctor who's out there giving uh, medical tests to people that may or may not have COVID-19 and putting themselves in harm's way is is taking risks. Then you, as the Speaker of the House of Representatives, should get off your keister, get back to Washington, D.C., go in there and take risks. Otherwise, you're non-essential. And like I said, the Republicans got in front and said, look, if you want to vote, you got to get here. Also, I don't know what Nancy Pelosi is afraid of because alcohol kills viruses. And from what I heard, she's like 85 percent alcohol. So she should be she should be totally fine. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. All right. It's time for what the bleep. We need two contestants. Uh, we have zero prizes. We need two contestants. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. We'll play right after this on one, oh, four point five. W.O.K.V. 
Marquet Show. My name's Marquet. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. 855-765-1045. And uh, before we get out of here today, quick reminder, the governor is not coming up at noon, but the mayor is. And also, we're going to be doing a special program tonight, 8 to 10, right here on 104.5 WOKV. Right now, though, it is time for one of our favorite games. It's called What the Bleep. Yeah! And we have uh, we have two contestants online. One is Rose from Missouri. Is this the Rose from Missouri who made us our wonderful masks? Yes. Rose, thank you so much for the masks. They're so cool. We're all wearing them today. Thanks, Rose. Yeah, and we all seem uh, we all feel a lot healthier because of it. Rose, you're going to be playing what the bleep today against Ellie from uh, Jacksonville. How are you, Ellie? Fine. Oh, good. Great. Oh, good. Ellie, are you? Uh, Ellie, say hi to Rose. She makes masks. Hi, Rose. I make masks, Oh, that's so... Oh, you make masks. Oh, look at that. Everyone's everyone's making masks. Battles. Uh, so here's what we're going to do, ladies. We're going to play you some clips from throughout the week. Each clip will have one word bleeped out. All you have to do is tell us what word we bleeped out. If you get it right, you get a uh, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game gets nothing but a lot of appreciation from us. Does that sound pretty good? Sure. Okay, good. Perfect. Excellent. Rose is like, I made you masks. That's all you're going to give me is nothing? Well, when the, when, when the mail lady comes back, we'll send you something nice. All right, listen up, Rose. You're going to go first, okay? Okay. Here we go. This is a clip from, oh, Nancy Pelosi with a very special announcement on Twitter earlier this week. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Republicans are making it absolutely clear they want to me. I refuse to let them attack our values. What, what, do, you, what do you think? Uh, what do you think, Rose? Uh... Get rid of? Get rid of. Let's see. Republicans are making it absolutely clear they want to unseat me. Oh. I refuse to let them attack our values. Same meaning, but different word. So, unfortunately, we can't give you credit. But that was really good. You were close on that one. You were close on that one. All right. Uh, here we go. We go, to, we go to you, Ellie. Are you ready for your first one? Yes. All right, Ellie. This is Raymond Arroyo on the Laura Ingram show, The Ingram File, earlier this week. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Are you ready? Ready. Here we go. <laughs> Laura, the first rule of journalism is don't inject your <laughs> into the story. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think Raymond Arroyo said there, uh, Ellie? Don't inject yourself. Yourself. <laughs> Laura, the first rule of journalism is don't inject yourself into the story. I could tell that was a dead giveaway because I think I mentioned CNN, and that's all they do is they talk about themselves. Good job. You're on the board, Ellie, with a point. Rose, okay. we go back to you. Are you ready? Yep. Here we go. This is Joe Biden from his underground bunker in Wilmington, Delaware. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. We have to ensure that hospitals are ready if there's a f*** up again. And making sure not only they have what they needed for now, but what happens if it f***s up again. <laughs> By the way, that's the same word. We just we had to bleep it twice. What do you think he's saying there, uh, Rose? Flare up. Flare up? Yeah. Flare, all right, let's see if you're right. We have to ensure that hospitals are ready if there's a flare up again. Hey. And making sure not only they have what they needed for now, right. but what happens if it flares up again? It flares up again, yeah. We gotta make sure we're ready. All right, tie ball game. Ellie, are you ready for your next one? Yes. Listen carefully, Ellie. We go now to NBC Radio. We're not sure who heard the reporter is, but it doesn't matter. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. In the second case, the CDC says the cat did test positive for COVID-19 prior to the cat showing signs. Wait, wait, hold on, I have to hear that one. I, I missed that one myself. In the second case, the CDC says the cat did test positive for COVID-19 prior to the cat showing signs. Uh, what do you, what, 
<laughs> Jeez. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? What do you think, Ellie? Cat, I don't know. The cat. what? The cat. The cat. The cat. cat. Yeah. Okay, cat. Get ready. Listen, Gary. In the second case, the CDC says the cat's owner did test cat's positive owner. for COVID-19 yeah, prior cat. to the cat showing signs. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough one, Ellie. Uh, all right, well, back to you, Rose. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go, Rose. You could take the lead with this one. Listen carefully, okay? This is our very own Jeremy Ratliff. Uh, and Jeremy Ratliff reporting on something. Listen carefully. Uh, Rich, as many as three dozen people have been in Orlando by Hawks. She said, man, I just got hit really hard by something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for leaving that little tail bit on there. That was pretty, that was, that was pretty good. That makes it. What do you think, Rose? Oh, um, I'm not sure. Well, you know what? Let me play it one more time because I want to hear it myself. Well, here, listen carefully. Uh, Rich, as many as three dozen people have been in Orlando by Hawks. She said, man, I just got hit really hard by something. <laughs> <laughs> We're 12 years old. What do you, uh, does that help at all, Rose? Uh, no, I guess I'll go with hit. hit. All, right. all right, here we go. Uh, Rich, as many as three dozen people have been attacked That's in attacked. Orlando yeah. by hawks. Said, man, I just got hit really hard <laughs> by something. Yeah. It was one of those, it's that rash of hawk attacks in, uh, in Orlando. All right, we have one more left. Ellie, this is all yours, and if you get this one right, you win outright. Are you ready? Okay. Listen carefully. This is President Trump speaking at the White House the other day. Uh, Rich, as many as... Hold on. I'm sorry. That was Jeremy Ratliff again. Uh, this is President Trump speaking at the White House the other day. I speak for the 330 million Americans that we say, thank God for workers. <laughs> what, what do you think, Kelly? Healthcare workers. Healthcare workers. To every trucker listening over the radio or behind the wheel, I know. I speak for the 330 million plus Americans that we say, thank God for truckers. I'll tell you what, that news is you didn't win that one, but the good news is you're both big winners. Congratulations, uh, both of you get nothing today. Listen, thanks again for playing. We gotta go. We got the mayor coming up here in just a minute. Special edition of the Marque Show today at 8 o'clock right here on 104.5 WOKV. See ya. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.